Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. Ageing isn't always easy, but it's usually exciting when talking about beer. Maturing has never been so fun. In today's episode, we're discussing beer verticals. I'm Joanne, and along with Tori, we are two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us! are now on coffee you can donate to help us keep creating the great content that you want to hear and in return you'll get access to some bonus episodes currently available is our thoughts on the yonder mystery beers and a behind the scenes look at elusive brewings brewery you can also let us know on there what you want to hear so that we can create the content that's best for you go and buy us a beer now if you can via the link in the show notes Oh, this is exciting. We're together again in the same place. You know, you don't get that often. So this is a special batch, one. Batch record. Batch record yeah. where we can. Batch record where we can. Uh, so today we thought we would talk to you about verticals. Uh, this is a word that gets banded about in the craft beer world. Remember I called it horizontals. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> I, couldn't horizontals think, I couldn't think of the word. And I was like, it's either one or the other. And I, could, I was like, it's a, it's a, and I just had a complete brain fart. And I went, uh, in, like, horizontals, horizontals. No, it's not that. And you're like, verticals. And I was like, that's the word I was looking for. So um, you may have heard this word, hor- uh, horizontals. You might have heard this word, verticals. <laughs> you might know what, know what people are actually talking about. Um, so a vertical is when you drink the same beer but it's been brewed over a number of years so usually it's like three years but like three what's the word consecutive years three consecutive years at a particular point in time so you can see how a beer has changed over that time um it's the same beer so like a brewery will make that beer things like Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island, um, you know, Imperial Stouts that breweries make. And um, as we're going to show you today, Fuller's Vintage Ale. Ta-da, she says, bringing the fancy box over. Um, so the idea of this came from, I happen to be at the Fuller's Brewery in Chiswick, and uh, they had, I'm not even lying, a wall. I'm not showing you the video yet because I took a video of it a wall of all of the different vintages of Fuller's Vintage Ale in the shop. Um, so we've, we're poor. So we've only got, um, <laughs> we be poor. We are povos. <laughs> we are. one of our favourite top two. Uh, uh, today's episode of I'm Rich and You're Poor. Yes. Uh, we are, we're not povos today, but we are povos comparatively. Comparatively. Yeah. comparatively. So we've got 2022 vintage, which is the newest one. The 2021 and the 2020 vintage in this box. Um, I think I paid 30 quid for this this box. It is a lovely wooden box. And the vintage ale always comes in like a burgundy cardboard box. Um, and they've put them into a lovely presentation collector's edition black wooden box. Um, and then you it's a nice box. Let's put it over so here. I've cleared some space for us and you to make the slide off. It was great. Joe was like, "How do I open it?" And I went, "There has to be something that slides somewhere." Joe, yeah. oh, got it. Here it is. So <laughs> top slides off, and then you can take the three bottles, three boxes out. You can take the three boxes out. She says, trying to get them out. 
I'll assist on it. I'll be a lovely assistant. It's really some great ASMR for you people. <laughs> That's 2022. It's 2023. Uh, 2021 even. In 2020. That's uh, when we've got out of the way. And so this is a vintage ale, uh, which is kind of like a barley wine. Um, so we're going to have it with some cheese for you now. Basically, this is an excuse to eat cheese. That's and not only that, we have like posh cheeses. We've got the, we've so. got the posh cheese. So we are we are the... If you're watching the video, Joe's got some white cheeses. <laughs> we're not the povos today. The povos we've got, today. Although we say, as you brought the yeah. rich cheese, so you brought a... Just just for record of what would yeah. happen. Uh, what was it? Ashmore, Ashmore Far Farmhouse, which is made by Cheesemakers of Canterbury. And I brought the Ashmore Ancient from them and i've also got some kentish blue from them which Tori won't it's just on her plate so i won't yeah. eat it and then i have what i bought for christmas that yeah. i actually didn't open and i was like i'm not gonna even open it between i'll wait for you to be here and i literally did only get this from costco so i say like oh we're not the povos <laughs> but like i did get this from costco but it is a 12 month aged french cheese so. i did see if i could get some aged gelder <laughs> Um, but my Morrison seems to be not doing it anymore. I also have other cheeses that I've got, like yeah, my, my very posh cheese, which was my cheddar cheddar and ale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Morrison's. But Morrison. I didn't take that one out because it just didn't fit that that no. super luxury no. theme <laughs> that we have today. today. Um, Shall I tell you a bit more about the ones in the shop? Because So this pack was £30 if you bought the three together. I think that's right. I, was, that's I also want to be known, by the way, that what yeah. we're snacking with it... Mostly, besides the Ritz, I've got some some Ritz crackers. Besides the Ritz, uh, we're definitely not the poverty today. I've got M&S out. Yeah. I've got my M&S. There's a, uh, the, the Cornish Crunch, the Cornish Crunch of Biscuits. Yes. And uh, something that's like, I don't know, what is this? The Date Plum and Hazelnut Biscuits, which I probably won't like because okay. there's date in it and dried <laughs> plum. But I might like it because it's small enough and in you a cracker you are with right. dried fruits. Like... It might be okay. It's yeah. small enough that I can't really see the bits in there. Yeah. Maybe a texture thing won't be a problem. But also, I say we're, we're not povos and we're posh today. <laughs> they did come in a Christmas hamper from my work. So thanks, guys. Um. So yes, yeah, so this this set was thirty pounds. <laughs> the single bottle of twenty twenty two is six pounds, um, and then people obviously buy several of them and age them over time. Now, fillers have been keeping some aside to sell. Um, I believe it started in nineteen ninety seven. At least that's the furthest back bottle they've got. Nineteen ninety seven. I think that doesn't seem that long ago, but it is. <laughs> I feel um, like in terms of a of beer, it, yeah. it, for me, in terms of beer, it feels yeah. like a long time. I guess yeah. I've got memories from 1997. Yes. However, <laughs> I, it, I don't have beer that's from 1997. Yeah, no, so. no. Um, can you guess how much a bottle of Vintage Ale from 1997 costs? 120. <laughs> so far out. Never mind. £300 oh. for a 1997 Vintage Ale. Um, oh, the wow. others of that age are that price. It comes down two thousand is two hundred, um, and then two thousand and four comes down to one hundred and fifty, um, and then two thousand and four is still one hundred and fifty. Yeah, two thousand and ten, a hundred pounds, and then which one's that? Two thousand and fifteen is sixty. Two thousand sixteen, two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. Is 50, 2018 is 40, 19 is 30. So 2020, okay. if you get it on its own, is 20 pounds. Um, vintage Ale 2021 
is £10. So basically, we got the 2022 free <laughs> when we bought them free That's together. Not bad. Um, <laughs> now, they were doing a deal. They were doing a deal where you could get three of the... You get three, so you get 1997, 1998, and 1999, which would, if you bought them individually, would be 900 pounds. You could get them in a lovely presentation box, as ours was in, for only 600 pounds. Bargain. Right? Actual bargain. Um, Can I also draw attention to the fact that today on the table, uh, we also have Chef's Reduction uh, Gourmet Glaze. Gourmet Glaze. So will I spend £600? No. But will I have some Gourmet Glaze with my cheese? Yes. Yes. That sounds... My face is shocked as she's reading these numbers out. We we didn't stretch. We didn't stretch to the £600 yet. Um, And if you went on the tour, you got a 10% off in the shop. So actually, I got these for cheap because I got so, so but... you could have got sixty quid off of that six hundred. So yeah. it would have only been like five hundred yeah. in a bit. Yeah, five hundred and forty oh. pounds. Excellent. Now that is a bargain. Yeah. If if you are somebody that has been buying the vintage ales over time and have them in your in your beer cellar, congratulations because they're worth worth a bit of money. <laughs> so this is, I guess, my my question is because you kind of said it's like you know brewed each year and you see how yep. it's changed. Are we saying that these all three of these? were brewed this one was brewed in 2020 yes cool just yeah. just qualifying there's not like a for anyone that's listening that might be like oh is that the same recipe that that it's just the same recipe from the same year is that they're redoing the recipe from 2020 in this year so it is a, it is a case of this was this is from 2020 that's from 2021 and that's from so this is yeah and so well the recipe's all identical for let's this have a look one. on the back of the box so i'm looking Ooh. at the 2022 box it says an annual limited edition brew, Fuller's Vintage Ale, is the most special beer to leave our Griffin Brewery each year. Uh, every vintage ale recipe is unique from the last. So 2022 brings us a splendid vintage ale with its own distinct character, mixing the best of traditional taste with new hop varieties. Pale ale and Caragold malts are combined with DRC, a double roasted crystal malt, to deliver toffee and raisin sweetness. Meanwhile, Target, Bramling Cross and Emperor hops provide spice and a pronounced citrus note, complemented by the zesty marmalade character of our famous Fuller's yeast. Uh, as with every vintage ale, this bottle conditioned beer is made to mature. Therefore, while we always stay at best before date, the flavours will continue to develop for many more years. And natural sediment will form, so store upright and pour carefully. Um, now, interestingly, it's got a best before date on it of the 31st of December, 2025. <laughs> Bearing in mind they've got ones from 1997. There you go. But when I was on the tour, that says 2025. Yeah. The best before for 2020 is December 31st, 2030. Oh. And the 2021 best before date is 31st of December, 2031. Oh, I wonder. If, so, I'm, so when we were on the tour, interesting. it was interesting because I thought it might have, they might have been short ones as well, but maybe it's only just started. Hmm. But when we were on the tour, the tour guide told us that even though the vintage air will have a air quotes short date, on the best before of only uh, three years. That is because um, Fuller's is now owned by Asahi. The brewing side of Fuller's is owned by Asahi. The pubs are still the pub side is still owned by Fuller's, but the brewing side is owned by Asahi, and Asahi won't allow them to put a longer date than three years, the, a best before date of three years on the package. That's interesting. 
that's just us he policy even it's interesting though in itself that they're doing these like yeah. under somebody like asahi as well well it's still brewed at the griffin brewery yeah but it's still interesting that that's something that they yeah like, that they and maybe just um, or i guess when you're selling a three set for 600 quid but probably lucrative enough i think you yeah and i believe he said that everything that's got the fuller's name on it is brewed at the griffin brewery in chiswick they haven't contracted it out i drive else. by that brewery every time i have to go and uh, go to london oh, park in london we drive by that it's a nice brewery oh, i enjoyed it it was very interesting like i've been on as you can imagine i've been on a lot of brewery tours now and i like to see what i'm what new thing i'm going to learn on a brewery tour and with the fuller's one um it was really interesting hearing about their cask brewing and and they show you like the production line and everything and that was really interesting and um the bit that i found particularly interesting that i took away from it they've well i thought this was sad <laughs> they've put some of it is um a lot of it is now done by a robotic arm oh. i can't remember how many how many people it was but like it's doing the job of like six people or something and i'm like where did those six people go when you bought the robotic arm like did they get anyway we digress because <laughs> that's fuller's decision but they have a robotic arm that does some of it and then they've got a like a robotic arm as well that puts the keg like so the, the casks because they're reusable are washed put through the washer before they're refilled um but they have to put the i can't remember i think it's the keystone in um that cannot they've not found a way to for a robot to do that it has to be put in by a person so there's literally a dude there sitting hammering in his job is to hammer in the keystone into the cask and i wonder if that because no it's so else. is it because it requires such like a like a judgment call has to be made on certain bits that you can't there's well, no way to get managed to get a robot to be able to do it and it stay in and keep the cast properly like the robot just doesn't either like it's I don't there's know, no it's way for it to make it or, or whether or like it yeah it. like making sure that it's in and seated properly i think that's like that's there's just not an automated way of doing it it requires a little bit too much precision precision well not well, even precision it's not necessarily precision, but precision yes but a judgment call yeah. to be made that requires a person that's capable of looking at something yeah. and saying oh no i have to make a decision on that doesn't look right how yeah. do i fix that and yeah just something it's a still, robot isn't capable it still requires currently that human judgment on it which i thought was really interesting it's interesting yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting tour. If you'd like to go, um, I can recommend it because I enjoyed it. I'd say, like, the backs of these ones were so all what, the way the same up yeah. until the point of where it says, at Pops. the heart of a pale ale and Carigold malts with the, the double roasted crystal malt. Um, yeah, yeah, on this one. To deliver a toffee raisin sweetness. That's where it's the same. So the malt bill's the same. So once it goes on from there, yeah, on the 2021, it says, turning to hops, we're showcasing younger UK varieties for their luscious fruitiness. Endeavour brings plummy Ooh, tones. Endeavor. Well, Olacana and Ooh. this as yet unnamed experimental hop, CF182, add tropical and, and orange notes, all complemented as ever by the zesty marmalade character of our famous fuller's yeast. I don't know if you want to look up what that hop is. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to see if, if um, that's been named now. And was in it the... CF182? CF one eight two. CF one eight two hop. It's now called Opus. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then on the twenty twenty one, it does kind of uh, start changing. For uh, the twenty twenty one, it does start changing. Where it says the story starts with DRC, a double roasted crystal malt from East Anglia, huh? that promises multi sweetness, rich in caramel, 
end raise and I think that's worded slightly different so yeah. I wonder if maybe that was if we were to get a 2019 if maybe mm. that is slightly different yeah I'm not sure um and then it says then there's the Herefordshire hops Jester and Godiva adding ripe berry fruit and tangy citrus notes to the signature marmalade flavors of our famous village yeast nice these gonna be interesting then um from your I mean do you do you do before we start drinking them and eating the cheese and yeah. I really want to eat the cheese um do you do a lot of obviously we've done one here but you know do you tend to do any specific verticals or um i haven't done because usually the beer that you can lay down for it is fairly expensive um so you know you have to put quite a bit of an investment in to lay these down i'm i'm a i buy one of it and drink it um or you know it sits around for a little bit before i share it with people but the type of beers that you could do this with like like i said bourbon county stout you could do it with um but obviously they're 20 pounds bottle and they're, here. Yeah, they're, and they're not the easiest to get yeah, i feel like when they're, they're released here. they get sold out yeah really quite quickly place. because people are buying them and laying them down and then they're going to do verticals um you could do orval which is a belgian beer that is bretted um you can often you'll find that brew, that bottle shops will have different ages of orval because it, it changes so much over time that you could potentially just buy a vertical of Orval if you're not aging it yourself. Um, and then another one that I've seen is J.W. Lee's Harvest Ale, that is a barley wine that comes out around harvest time. And that often bottle shops will have had some and put them aside or or the brewery has them and like fillers will put out various ages of them. Um, I mean, I think if you can... You've got to have patience, haven't you? Because mm-hmm. you've got to buy them and put them down. Not and then them. not not one, not drink them, and two, hope that they do <laughs> improve over time. You've got to store them correctly because you don't just want to put them somewhere where there's going to be a s- cycling of heat so that it can affect it. Um, you know, you either need to have fridge space for it or a good cellar where you can put them where you know that the temperatures or, you know, a good, cool, dark cupboard where you know that the temperature is going to be right for it. Um, it's a lot. It's a bit like collecting wine, isn't it? It is, yeah. I think for me, I've done it on a bit of like a more smaller, cheaper yeah. craft scale. Like you can do it. Siren puts Maiden out every year. Yeah, Maiden is another thing actually for their birthday. Yeah, it's hard because differently to some of these, unless you've collected it from the beginning, yeah. it's really difficult to go back and get a Maiden from. Yeah. you might be able to get one from the previous year. But it tends to be like more than a year or so. It tends yeah. to be very difficult. And and you do have to buy, even if you were just going to do like one vertical all out bang, like yeah. all at once, as opposed to the approach you could take, which is buy multiple and try it every year, which I'll get yeah. to in a minute. You've got to make a decision on how many, how many are you going to invest in? Yes. Like, do you buy three? So then you've got like maybe a three set. At one point, or do you or... go two? Yeah. So like, for example, you need, for me, I think you need at least two. And Yeah. If you're willing to say, I'm going to pick one time to go big bang all at once, you need at least two because you need to try it. In my opinion, you need to try it when it comes out so yeah, you, you know what it tastes like. So it actually matters yeah. when it ages. Um, and you need to know, um, you need a second one at least to do that big bang. But if yeah. you're buying, you could buy four of them, five of them and do, you know, four or five years worth where every year. Yeah. You there are people it. like there was someone that I was talking to and they, I can't remember what beer it was but they bought a Wild Beer Co beer every year and they bought 12 of it. And then they had it, and then there was one year that they were missing and they said to, uh, like when Wild Beer Co were doing their live events on Facebook, 
they said they were like oh I've I've been collecting them and this I'm missing some from this year and they were like well we might have some of those they were like if you can send us a picture of your seller like of your collection we'll send you the ones to fill in the gaps and he he did have it so he sent the picture of it and they sent him the ones to fill in the gaps because it was such an amazing collection because he had about 12 of each year yeah I know some like collects the maidens and we're hoping like hoping that he does like a yeah group tasting of it but it's also hard because on some level when you're doing barley wines if it's a barley wine mm. or if it's something imperial it's, stout, imperial stout it can be difficult because if you are choosing to do this every year and have that number growing I would find it difficult like when do you call it as well right. I would find it difficult to How say do you know I'm gonna it's... collect 12 of them and say they're like some of them are 750 mil sharing bottles or you know the yeah. siren ones tend to be I think 375 mils for Maiden but yeah, these are 500 mil 500 mil and I feel like if you're sharing it with enough people that's yeah. fine but if it's just you on your own even getting four five you know six of these most of them are going to go to waste unless you're going to yeah. spread it out over a long period of time you've got to, I think you've got to have it as an event with you know yeah. at least one other person yeah and that's I guess something like for us as a top tip be like if you're going to consider doing this yeah and you have someone that is a close friend or family member that you know is going to be um if you're going to ask them to contribute to it first of all make sure it's someone that you know is going to be sticking around in however many years time not just someone in passing and two um definitely like I would say a top tip is to do it with somebody because how you're going to I think they for me, I think you really need to sit down and do them all at once in a yeah. in a night. Yeah. Especially if you've got one that's the current one. You don't want to be like, cool, I had the current one now. I'm trying to remember what it tasted like. Yeah. However long down yeah. the road. Um, um yeah, and uh, like beers that you could do it with, barley wines, imperial stouts. Um sometimes you get different vintages of like wild ales and lambics and things. So you can do those. Like it's Cantillion, maybe. Yeah, beers that you can, (laughs) beers that you can age. So they're going to tend to be more malt forward. Um, If they've got like Orval's got an interesting yeast, it's got wild yeast in it. The um, Brettanomyces, that's going to do interesting things to it over time. You got you got people that like will age troubles, and I'm like maybe don't do that. (laughs) If it is as a rule, which is an IPA, a double IPA, whatever. You do you. If that's what you enjoy, then do it. Well, but rule of thumb is, be... if it is a hot forward beer, the hot <laughs> volatiles um, fade very quickly. For something like that, you'd be yeah. better suited making your tasting notes very specific yeah. and then having it again the same amount of time from the release yeah. of that beer yeah. that you had it the previous year yeah. and compare what that similar yeah. tasting notes are to that. One one you other know. one that I did get, <laughs> Wild Weathers uh, Cephalopod. Obviously, yeah. we had the original Cephalopod launched on the podcast. Yeah. We had Ian and Jay Dion, yeah. uh, both formerly of Wild Weather. And um, when it came out this past, I think it was this past year. Yeah, this, this is 2020 oh, 20, and 2021. 2020 and 2021 yeah. is when it happened. Yeah. Um, I have the 2021 um, and we may have them after we'll this. We go. <laughs> Don't know. We'll see how we get on with this. Um, but it's one of those things that, again that interesting ingredient is honey and it it's a you know how does that use of honey change because honey yeah. is just naturally something that is different like it, it, you could get the same as we talked about on that episode um for the cephalopod release yeah. you could get the same honey from the same place at a different point in time um i think another way you can do verticals as well to be fair is um like just having a different like 
the same recipe um I don't remember what I was going to say it just left my brain so ignore that and cut that out okay <clears throat> something popped into my brain and then it shifted mm. and then I forgot the bit what should we crack into these I want to get into the cheese actually yeah I'm hungry and I want to eat right where do we want to start we, we want to start the 2022 yeah. first so I know yeah, with the new one although obviously they are all different because they've they got different. different pops in them so we'll see how we go right why you do that I'm going to cut a few yeah cut some cheese I'm going to cut the cheese Rick's going to come in and be like, I'm jealous. Oh, what yeah, so it does say, when I was like, I don't, I think 1997 is the first one. On the net label of this bottle, it does say 1997 to 2022. So, I mean, oh, and I'd... the bottles are numbered. So we've got bottle 104.950. Oh, and it's an 8.5%. 8.5%. I think from your from your viewpoint on the cheese side of things, is there anything other than just it will pair well and we just um, eat cheese? So because this is it's a vintage ale, it's as it says on the back, it's got that raisiny taste to it. It's got um, it's got toffee and like um, crystally malt flavors, bit of marmalade. Like that's going to go really well with like a cheddar because the toffee notes. Um, are going to go well with the kind of saltiness that's going to balance quite nicely. Um, the um, the maltiness is going to be like a cracker to go with the cheese. Um, just cheddar and like a vintage cheddar. You get kind of those salty crystals in there as well. Um, are going to go with the sweetness of it. Um, the marmalade from the yeast and the dried fruits are kind of like a chutney to go with it. So that's that's why these are a good choice of cheese to go with this type of beer. Um, I'm also going to try some blue cheese because that those interesting flavours from that are supposed to go quite well with barley wine. So we'll see how it goes. Right. It smells marmalade. It does smell marmalade. It kind of smells like like that autumn leads smell. Get a bit of dried fruit. It's mainly like that orangey. Yeah, it's proper marmalade. orange marmalade. A little bit of dried fruit, but it's mainly mm. the marmalade, orange marmalade. Mm. Tastes completely different than mm. I thought it was gonna. Toffee, like toffee, toffee, toffee. Yeah, toffee is definitely more toffee. Tofana. A little bit like a slight piney bit of like almost a nutty roastiness, but mm. like very very subtle. There's a little bit of there is a little bit of um, citrus in the back. Mm. Just makes it a bit. I don't, I think there is the, a little bit of booze, but I wouldn't say it was eight. I wouldn't say it's massively, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's eight point five percent boozy. Right, what's this cheese? What's that one? With that one, that cheddar one. It's good. The cheese is good. Not you cut yours, and you didn't cut mine. No, oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't cut that one. To be fair, I just took one piece of cheese. I'm gonna use a bit of boss honey. Oh, here she goes. Spice this one up. All right, vintage cheddar. Mm. It's got a real, the vintage cheddar's got a real slate. I haven't had a vintage one yet. Mm. So there's almost mm. like a bit of like woodiness in that mm. for a minute. So that one's a vintage cheddar. Oh, which one's that one? That's just a regular cheddar. Regular Actually, cheddar. the regular, regular cheddar, I had a bit of like slatiness to it. And the vintage cheddar's got a bit more tang. More tang. That's nice. I just like cheese. I feel like <laughs> I need to, yeah, like my goal for 2023 should be to build my cheese vocabulary because mm. i'm just like oh it tastes like cheese it tastes like good cheese you know build your cheese vocabulary yeah. there's um like a cheese course yeah but it's gonna make me have blue cheese and I don't yeah know. well it will make you have weird cheeses that you don't like okay i'm gonna try the blue cheese with the good luck good beer it's nice bad one hmm. can't cut this orange one i don't actually know what it is other than the fact it's a french cheese i think the blue cheese dulls the flavors of the beer actually i think the cheddar's better 
I would say that like um, the original cheddar, not the aged one, mm-hmm. is definitely. I almost think it's more sharp mm. than the aged one. Yeah, and I feel like it really brings out the bitterness and a little bit more of the dried fruit Ooh. in the beer compared to when I just had it before having the cheese. Yeah, it definitely makes it more fruity. Oh, that is yum. Have you tried the French one yet? Yeah. Which you with the beer? Not with the... Well, hold on, let me... <laughs> I just had it on its own. And then I let... I swallowed it before I actually had it. Oh, dear. I like cheese. Again, I think it just really brings out... Brings out a bit of nuttiness in it, actually. Mm. You get the malts more, mm. I think. And then cheese and cracker it. Yeah. Get that with cums on the toast. Mm. With the cracker. I don't know if it's that, like, um, the saltiness from the Ritz. Yeah. Sort of takes away a little bit of the bitterness that the cheese was sort of highlighting. Mm. It makes the cheese stand out a little bit more. <laughs> it's good. Mm. Interesting. I didn't really know what to expect. And I think when I smelled the marmalade, I was like, okay, that's is this going to be really orangey? Or... Yeah. It's like proper barley wine though, isn't it? Yeah. Like malty. Mm. Coffee. Marmalade. I would oh, say it's proper barley wine and the type of barley wines that I don't mind. Yeah. It's not the ones that are a bit more, the ones that can be a little bit more vinous that I'm like, yeah. oh, it's not for me. The yeah. ones that are really boozy. Yeah. And um, some people like that. Yeah. And some people would turn around and be like, oh, 8.5%. That's not, that's not proper. Well, actually, mm-hmm. star guidelines for a barley wine are 8 to 12%. So it's on the lower end, but it is within star guidelines. I'm going to try this date plum and hazelnut biscuit. Okay. Mm. It's a bit sweet. Or brings out the bitterness and that because I think the sweet cancels out the sweet. Mm. Mm, yeah, but it works really well with the cheese. There's <laughs> no texture problems. I'm into it. Right, do you want to try the next one? Yeah. All right, 2021, we got bottle 068816. Again, it's consistency 8.5%. Yeah, it's not. Roll 8.5%, so that's good. That's more cheese. <laughs> finished, I finished my normal cheddar too quickly. <laughs> Head on it as well is like quite nice. Yeah, it's a very like it's a like it was just kind of clinging to the grass when I sort of swirled it. I almost like when you swirl it, it just like re- reappears, and it looks like so. It looks like foamy, like it looks like a light foamy. Yeah, that's top for latte. And the colours, the colours, lovely. It's a nice like amber. It's very clear. I'd say this one smells more toffee. Yeah, this one doesn't. This marmalade. Yeah, less marmalade, less like that orange, the orangey notes, the yeah. notes, more toffee, maltiness. I'm smelling more booze. I'm smelling more booze as well. Yeah. I wonder if that has to do with the age, though. Like, obviously, yeah. over time, like, is that yeah. going to change? Which that's interesting. Like, with these being aged, the ABV's not changed. Is that like, would that be something that would change with time? No, because it's not being re-fermented. The bit well, yes, the yeah, alcohol comes fair. from fermentation. So I'm guessing they've probably as well, like, they've, they've been bottled yeah, and sat there, and that's fair. I mean, there is a, a, some secondary fermentation because, obviously, it's bottle conditioned, so the yeast is in there. But um, not enough. To, not enough to change the ABV drastically. This one's a weird one because this one, I almost have the exact opposite. Yeah. Or let me try it first to make up your mind. But I almost had the exact opposite. Well, this smells more toffee and malty but I'm getting a little bit of orange in the taste and it doesn't taste as boozy It doesn't initially, boozy. but at the back end, there's like a little bit of boozy. Yeah. 
I kind of like this one better. It tastes more like, and I don't know if it's because I've had this biscuit in my mouth and it's now emulating this biscuit, Mm -hmm. the sweetness of this biscuit. Do you think it's, I'm finding it smoother. Yes, I I would agree. And I wonder if that's something that just happens with time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it will, the flavours will round out. Yeah, it definitely, it smells, I think it smells more like caramel. Yes. On the aroma rather than toffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can imagine the difference between toffee and caramel. Yeah. I would, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think it's a little bit more bitter yeah. than the other one. Immediately bitter. Yeah. Right, I'm going to try That normal cheddar sort of removes the bitterness from yeah. it. I like that. That's a good one. Fan. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of that one. I'm a fan of that combo. Yeah, a bit of caramel in this. It's made it sweeter. Yeah. The aged one almost made it a bit fruity. Yeah, I'm getting more, more marmalade. Yeah. From that. that's really weird because yeah. i actually expect so i expected already from the taste of the cheese for the aged one to be sharper but the normal cheddar is sharper and i almost like i didn't know what to expect i, I didn't think they would cause a massive difference in how they made the beer taste but they have i might need a little bit mm. more than that because i think i might i just tried the blue cheese with it and it brings it on the the caramel notes it's a bit like having like chutney Interesting. Really blue cheese. That's nice. Let me try this French one. Mm, yeah. Oh, I only had a little bit of the French one. So that's nice. Welcome to Love Beer Learning. Uh, Love Beer Learning. Welcome to the Women's Brews Lunch Table today. A woman's cheese. A woman's cheese. What do you call a cheese ray? Cheese mother. Cheese monger. Welcome to a women's brew dairy. A women's dairy. I mean, we didn't make the cheese. A women's dairium. Oh no! I don't know. I call a kebab shop a kebabery. Do you? Yeah, I think it's fun. And Rick's just like, "What the fuck is a kebabery?" And I was like, "Well, we get kebab." I mean, we don't get kebab. We are not kebab people, but I like to call it a kebabery. Fun fact. Makes sense. Mm. I'm gonna try it with French cheese. Have you tried it with a French cheese? Hmm. Where do you get the caramel? I like the Ritz paired with it. That works well because it's like almost a bitter immediately and then it goes a little bit sweet. Cornish cruncher, I'll give this one a go. Mm. Such cheese as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Tastes like a cheese it. Literally tastes like an American cheese it. Mm. I think it, because of what the cheese that's in these crackers is quite strong. I think it's overpowering it. Completely. Yeah. Mm. All it tastes is cheese it. Yeah. So you do have to be careful with your choices. Listeners, don't want to overpower either. No, it needs to compliment. Mm. I'm trying this with a bit of balsamic glaze. I'm going to do like this weird combination of sharp cheese, sweet biscuit, and then a balsamic glaze and see how this goes down. Nothing to do with the beer. <laughs> we just missed lunch. We worked through lunch. Yeah. This is lunch. Well, this is quite a fun lunch, to be fair. It's my most preferred lunch. Mm, that was an excellent combo. Yeah. I really rate Nothing really rate to that. do with beer, though. <laughs> Nothing to do with beer. Let's try with a sip of beer, though. The taste that's left in my mouth goes well with the beer. <laughs> So that's good. <laughs> um, right, we open the third one. Yeah. Anyway, so there's this. Powering through, dear listeners. Oh, this one's got um, it's not got a neck label. Got it's got a label over the top. Oh, it almost feels a bit sad. You kind of want to. I'm gonna unpeel it because it was unstuck anyway. So I don't want to break it. Hear that rain? It's raining. Ooh. Right, this is the I'm best day to it. eat cheese and have beer. Yeah, it's rainy. It's a bit rainy, gloomy outside. So. Yeah, 100%. Great in taking my dog out. This is... (laughs) No, no. All right, 2020. Okay. Same colour, same lovely head. 
Oh, these are not the things you want to like neck. I'm gonna no, make that clear. Sippers. We need to like honestly, why don't we say dippers are a thing? We need to like start calling things sippers. Yeah. Sippers. Well, because it's a double IPA, that's why it's a dipper. No, I know. What I'm saying is like we need to have like we need to like make a category that's like sippers. And that's like any beer that's just one that you you want to <laughs> sip on versus like I mean, I don't want to chug any of them, but I know some people like doing chugs, but this smells more bit... boozy. Oh, it's weird. It almost feels like it's a, a bit little bit of floral. I'm getting like orange blossom rather yeah. than marmalade. What hops are in this one? 2020, Jester and Godiva. Should be adding ripe berry fruit and tangy citrus. I don't know about that. We haven't tried it yet, I say. <sighs> if you say berry in my head, I'm like, okay, Sorry. yeah, I can get berry. Should I get that quite? But I was getting orange getting blossom. Floral. Orange blossom, I'll get floral. I don't know, like for me, it wasn't massively floral. No, it's only a touch of it. But you're right, it wasn't, la- it no. was orangey, but not landing in a marmalade yeah. way. Um, no, but also maybe in. boozier. Is she nudging you? No, she's licking my leg because I think I there's know. a bit of cheese don't on there. Dick. Sorry, my dog's <laughs> under the table. Okay. She's an asshole. She's trying to eat the cheese. This is like a look into my. <laughs> if anyone's watching the video as well, this is not only a look into my life. This is a look no. into my lounge. No, we're recording in my lounge today, <laughs> um, and my my table's not normally in the lounge. We no. hosted uh, Christmas and post Christmas festivities, so. That's why we're here. We've got a bigger table here and nothing will spill on my nice new setup. <laughs> Definitely more booze. More booze, 100%. It smells more like a barley wine. Well, as well, I don't think I'm wrong in saying, but I'm sure someone will correct me if I am. They won't hesitate, don't worry. As time goes on, obviously the alcohol um, molecules kind of amplify. Get Not amplify, they get kind of released. Oh. And they are... Um, um, oxidized by the oxygen that is because there is still a tiny bit of oxygen mm. when you seal a bottle, and that degrades the malt, and it will degrade alcohol. Um, but that will produce different aromas and flavors. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm having a lot of fun swirling it because we the more I swirl it, we didn't talk about I've the glasses. We've got emperors, and we, you've got um got the Kentucky Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. Yeah, my dad got me that because he was like, obviously, because my my parents yeah. are so supportive. They really are genuinely like so supportive when it comes to stuff. But now because I like beer, when I go out places, my dad's like, "Do you like that glass? Do you want that glass? Do you want it?" Do you want it? And this my, dad, like my dad goes, oh my God, did you go somewhere? Did you get another glass? How many hundreds of glasses have you got? Like, like, I'm very much like my dad and my dad's like me where he's just like, we've got don't, the, don't, don't be limited by having a million of them. If you like <laughs> that one, one have it. that one. And he's like, do you like this one? Do you want it? Do you want one of those? He was, he was all like, can't wait for you to try some of the beers that are at this place. And he took me there and he was like, you'll love it. You'll love it. He doesn't even drink beer, but he was like, you'll <laughs> love it. And then he was like, do you like that glass? Do you want a Kentucky glass? I was like, <laughs> yeah, all right then. And he was like, I'll get the glass, don't worry. Okay. I he didn't tra- steal it. He did he not steal it. I haven't shown you my new glass. No. I got from Tesco's the other day. From Tesco? From Tesco's. Um, it was a Christmas, it was obviously a Christmas pack. Yeah. Um, and it had some beers in it that you may now have to go to your office. Uh, <laughs> the, the glass. I know exactly was, which ones you speak of. It was kind of a large thistle shaped glass. You know what I mean when I say thistle? So it's kind of bulbous. But then it's got like um, a sh- the neck kind of comes out, so yes. it looks like a thistle. Yeah. Um, but it's a slightly larger one of those. Um, and I bought it because I was like, oh, that'd be good for like tastings, and I might be doing some 
might be doing a, a live show once a week with some tasting tasting a beer. So I thought that'd be a good glass for it. How much energy? But I got it in Tesco's. I'm just I've been, um, I've just been liking stirring it because every time I well, squizzle this, the head legs. gets no, it's not that. The head just gets really foamy, and it looks look it's kind legs, of like though. I mean, yeah, legs for days. This is yeah. like supermodel of um, America. If you've not heard us talk about legs before, when you tilt a glass and <laughs> and pull pull it away, this is like a wine thing as well. Yeah, you can wine. see there's like like almost an oily sheen left on the glass, and that is the alcohol. So when you've got a high alcohol beer or wine, um, you will see this quite clearly on the glass. So we've got we've been talking about these glasses. We haven't said what they are. Um, they are snifters, so they're the kind of shorter ones. They're like a brandy glass, if you know what that is. They're quite bulbous, um, and then they taper in, and they're quite short, and they're stemmed. Think so you drink brandy out. Exactly what you drink brandy out of. Um, so it means that you've got a good space, and I'm not filling them to the top. I'm only kind of giving this. No, we're just swirling, and more what, like so an I'm swirling. I'm swirling because it keeps making it's, the head foamy like a, like a night swirling. <laughs> um, your hand is on the stem, not on the bowl, so you're not adding heat to the beer. Um, I like that really well if it's a stout, like a, yep. a stout that you want to kind of warm Because up. then you can kind of, you can warm it up if you want to because you can that action, but put it yeah. in your hands. Um, but also because it's a good swell and then where it tapers in at the top, it captures that aroma, so it funnels it to your nose um, and you can do a good swell. Top tip, if you want to do this, do not fill the glass all the way to the top. Or it's going to go, right, I know that you want to fill it to the top so you get a lovely Instagram photo. I am also a culprit of this. <laughs> but if you want to swirl it, you only want to do it about half full, if that. Because it's like SeaWorld, the first five rows, you will get wet. You will, yeah, you will splish it everywhere. And if you put... And then it's awkward, it's sticky, it's a mess. When you want to capture it, you put your hand over the top of the glass and swirl. If it's too high up, you are just going to get beer on your hand. Like, done it many, many it's, times. I mean, even if you do it half of it, if you do it aggressively enough. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll, get, up up there. There. it'll but, get up there. But um, You need to do it aggressively. But, yeah. So this one, yeah, Orange Blossom. So let's get back to the beer, but I've just been having so much I'm mesmerized by the story. Right, let's go. Nuttier. Yeah. Immediately nuttier. More mild in terms of booziness for yeah. me. <laughs> Is it because I've let it sat here swirling for so long? Possible. Let me do a little top up because we might have released all of there may not be a lot of carbonation, we may have released it. So let's whoops chop oh. that up. Because if you swirl it around, you will release. But that that is releasing the aroma particles and the carbonation. Which then pushes it up to your nose. Well, you've just re-topped up the head though. Yeah. Let's swirl again. I'm resisting the urge. Yeah, that's better. I also am acutely aware of how unfun this is for people to listen to because of the chicken. <laughs> like, it's not Ian like eating and being like, we're just going to drink this one now. Nutty. Nuttier. Way nuttier. And the least boozy out of all of them for me. I think it comes in the back end though. No, I don't even get no, that. I get no. a little bit in the back end. No. Um, I think this this one could be dangerous. I've got a little bit of roastiness in the back end for me. Not a lot, just this tiny little bit okay. that kind of goes hand in hand with a little bit of nuttiness for me. I, rather than roasty, I'm getting it as like kind of dark bread crust. Toasted. Toasted. Maybe yeah, toasted. Toasty. Toasty. There we go. Toasty. And this is why you should have a discussion with your beer friends. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> we talk about in the middle. Yeah. Drink, have a moment, but then discuss it because yeah. they may say something that you're like, oh, actually, it's that. I do that with you all the time. Yeah. I'll be like, this is what I'm thinking. It's or the I'll, best bit of or sharing I'll these. Or go like, I'll give you like, I'll throw out like three or four things that I'm like, here's things that it makes me think of. And it like, I tend to be, this has nothing to do with vertical, but it does have to do with tasting with yeah, different. Yeah, it is. It's 
I will be like, here's a thing that are, it's not this. Yeah. It's not this. It reminds me of this, but not that. And then you'll go, and I give you is it like this? It and then this? I'll go, mm, no, no, it's like that, but a little bit more. Yeah. Something else. And then you'll go, how about that? Yeah. And I'll go, that's it. That this is... one I feel like I am getting caramelly notes. Um, I was getting nutty. I was getting toasty. At the yeah, moment. A little bit. Little bit I, that... In the moment and the aftertaste, no. But now that I've sat here for a minute having a conversation, yeah. it's left in my mouth in the a little the... bit of caramel. Um, oh, I'm trying to cut cheese and talk at the same time. Um, <laughs> Um, do you think there's going to be any cheese? I don't think there's going to be floral. I don't know. Maybe we'll eat all of it. Maybe we'll eat all the cheese. Me Who all. knows? I'm not even mad about it. Maybe we'll do a little update. No, sorry. I don't, I, don't you know. <laughs> I don't get that floral note that I get in the aroma in the taste. And I think it is the smoothest of the three. It is the smoothest. Imagine what that the 1997 least... one tastes like. I don't want to spend 300 quid on it. Though. I mean, I don't. I really, really don't. <laughs> I would be really interested to see what it tastes like. <laughs> if you've got... <laughs> A 1997 and you're having a bottle share. Let us know. We will come. Invite us to your bottle share. We will bring you yeah. localised cheeses. cheeses. We will bring cheeses. We're povos. We can't afford to pay you, but we'll Stay. pay you in cheese and M&S biscuits. Stay on I'm Rich or Poor. Today <laughs> on I'm Rich or Poor. I'm going to have to I'm going to put him in the show notes because we love this guy. I love him. And I'm really sorry. We're not taking your shtick. We will never. We're not going to steal this and start going I'm Rich or Poor. But also... I'm rich or poor. Please invite us to your bottle share with your three, your, your very expensive bottle of 1997, yeah. and we'll do everything we can yeah. to bring M&S selection things. That's another thing, and I not be pothos. My... I'll dress. We'll dress up. We'll put on fancy yeah, dresses. We be... We've got ice and ice yeah. outfits. We can, we can, we we scrub up quite well. <laughs> we'll go. Yeah. We will treat this with the utmost class, as yes. any rich person will. Yes. <laughs> I'll bring one of my lounge fly bags. I think that right this. Is add to my when I'm a millionaire list. Mm. So I've I've recently started to enjoy lounge fly bags, but I've said when I am a when I <laughs> talk about yeah this. when I am a millionaire, that's when I'll have a lounge fly bag collection. When I'm a millionaire, we'll do the the vertical we'll baby the full, the, full, the one into jail. I I would just say as well, sci-fi. We're jo- like we are joking. Yeah, however, we're... like. I do understand that. For some people, you don't have to be, you don't have to have extortionate amounts of money and be considered rich to be able to like buy something like this. Like, if this is your passion and you put that much money, like that's what you want to spend your money on, and that is like no judgment. Yeah, but also you can invite us to a bottle. But also please invite us to a bottle. We want to be your friends. I'm gonna drink some cheese. Oh, it's just so good. I don't really want to try the cheese. Oh, oh, that's chutney. That's a Werther's original caramel. What's really weird, which one did you try? So I just tried the regular, the regular cheddar. I tried the regular as well. And for me, yeah, it did nothing for the taste, really. But the taste of the... Normally, when we're talking about food enhancing the beer and changing yeah. the beer. Like, okay, I got that. No, the beer changed the taste of the cheese. Oh. And the, it made the cheese actually a little bit saltier. I yeah, feel like yeah. it brought out salty notes yeah. in the cheese. The but the cheese did nothing to take out the anything from the beer. <laughs> In the beer is them pulling out the, the saltiness of the cheese. I feel like I licked something that had salt on it, but like in a good way because I like yeah, salt, so it's good. good. But don't shove me. I wish she didn't come up to you. Normally she comes up and goes, <laughs> right, vintage. Right, vintage. Hang on. Similar, not as good. I feel like I'm really enjoying this Ashmore cheddar. Again, I thought, oh no, that's that one. The vintage. That's the vintage. That's the, that's the, the vintage. It's ancient. 
Oh, oh I'm wrong because you had said you had said that one was regular. That was a vintage. So everything I, I just said, said everything I've just said about the vintage, it at least I, I think, feel yeah, like no, I, I feel like I'll be gaslit. I didn't know what I meant. Really sharp. That was the really sharp one. The regular. And I've been like, oh, what does the regular cheddar taste like? Tastes like fucking elevated. One's good. Yeah. But I was like, sure. I don't even know. Gaslit. Apologies. Apologies. I've read the label wrong. But it's fine. But it's it's still valid. It is still valid. But also, I was confused. It's fine. Oh, I'm crazy. I need a bit more. Could try the blue cheese in a minute. Again, I just feel like I feel like no matter what cheese I'm having, it's not changing the taste of the beer. The beer is actively changing how I interpret yeah. the cheese for me. But I quite like it's staying smooth. It's staying very mild in terms of booziness. Like eight point five percent, absolutely not. It tastes like for me, it tastes closer to like you know the five percent, like between five and six percent. So smooth. It's very smooth. There's like pretty much no carbonation to it, really at all. I'm gonna put this out here, um, and be controversial. <laughs> okay. Blue cheese is always said to be amazing in barley wine. I personally don't enjoy the combination as much as I enjoy a good vintage cheddar. With we did wine. it, guys. We did it. I mean, I still love. Like, I still love blue cheese. As if I'm not I'm still be like, love, yes, guys. Yeah, I still love. I still love a blue cheese. But if I'm gonna pair mm. cheese with a beer, I'd probably go for a vintage cheddar rather than a blue cheese. We got a W, guys. We finally did. <laughs> I'm gonna do my weird combination again of sweet biscuit, normal cheddar this time, the actual normal, not the sharp one, and a touch of balsamic. A chef's kiss of balsamic. I think the French cheese brings out like the more the malt more, and so it's a bit more nutty and bready and toasty. So it's like having it on a cracker. That combo is the only thing that's made this a little bit more bitter, mm. but not by much. Because the sweetness of the balsamic is taken away from the sweetness of the biscuit. The sweetness of the biscuit, probably, because mm, the yeah, biscuit's quite sweet. Very sweet, which to the point that this was given to me as part of like a cheese sampling well, set, but I'm actually not sure if it's meant to be with cheese, because it's almost like too sweet. And my problem in this country, I'm going to go on a rant now. My problem is in this country, everything's labeled as a biscuit. Yeah. And it's like, these go- these biscuits are like, basically cookies what i'd know as a cookie and these biscuits are what i'd be known as crackers that go with cheese it's confusing for someone like me i'm not sure if this biscuit is meant to be a sweet biscuit or a cracker i mean the crap read it so it says there's no picture of cheese on the box no but it was given to me with a bunch of like charcuterie stuff although you know what it doesn't say however i'm into it i'm into the fact the sweet and the cheddar together so I just had the Cornish country. I had that. And it, was... it brings out the bitterness more. Yeah, a little it's bit. It's overpowering. I don't think it works. Gonna second that. Doesn't work. The Cornish crunchy definitely overpowers mm. everything. But yeah, there you have it. It's good. I mean, do we want to go back to the first one and just Should we go see... back to the first one? How dra- Let's finish this. We'll go back to the first one and see how drastically it feels like it's different now. Because I actually feel like it's maybe this is part of what has to do with the aging process anyways mm-hmm. it's like it started i feel like it started off for me like the 2020 was just a little bit more bold is the word i use bold in all aspects oh yeah and then slowly just got, got a little bit cheese crumbs off of my trousers <laughs> and slowly just got more and more stop it mellow is what i'll say <laughs> that's what i'm sticking to it starts off bold and it gets more mellow yeah all right yeah because it well I think because the aging process is just rounding out all of those flavours. It's good. I've enjoyed this. I have. Let's go back to the original. Back to the original. All right. So we're back to the the original. 22. Cheers. 
distinguished oh, gentlewomen. Too, this is a, this needs to be a oh, yeah, yeah, our distinguished gentlewomen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not think gentlewomen. It can be. We can make it a thing. It tastes more orange. To me. It tastes more orange. Obviously, that must be a volatile that goes off over time. But I also wonder because originally, um, if I'm unless I'm misremembering what I said about an hour ago, <laughs> um, it felt like originally it smelled really orangey, but then the taste, it yeah, didn't taste as orangey. I feel like after going working our way through, it tastes more orangey to to match the marmalade smell. Yeah, it's it, also. I was going to say it warmed up a bit, but we didn't actually have it in the fridge. <gasps> Controversial. We kept it on the side. Tori's house is it's cold. It's chilly. It's cold. And I would say with a vintage ale, you want it at cellar temperature, not fridge temperature anyway. Um, but opening it. This is weird temperatures. Yeah, it's like one will be like warm as fuck. And then the other room will be like a cellar. And then you shut the door and it starts off cold mm. and then gets warm. And not because the heating. It's just, it's weird. I'm glad that someone else is in agreement because Rick and I feel like crazy people. No. We're like, no, it's cold. I'm like, <laughs> that's why I have a, my cupboard with my bottles and stuff in it. Mm. And people are like, it has to go in the fridge. I was like, mm. no, it's fine. But it is, it's like, no, you don't understand it's cellar temperature. And they're like, but it's not. There's no way. I was like, yeah. but it is. <laughs> if it's a dark cupboard, you're fine. It's a dark cupboard in my cold kitchen. Yeah, it's fine. Sorry. Your house is chilly. It is chilly. Was it like in the summer? Same. Chilly? Mm. Chilly. Even though I've got a south facing garden. Yeah. Chilly. Interesting. I don't know why I think all the heat gets locked in there. My conservatory is that way. That's well, I'm going to cut all this out. Yeah. <laughs> Just feel like I'm put it in there. So I think <laughs> you can taste the carbonation, mm. whereas the other two have rounded out a bit. Yes, agree. I think it's, orange... you can see, what's interesting is you can see or taste. The progression. The progression. Which is the carbonation. Point. The whole point of verticals, because you get that cyclical cyclical thing and we've just done the cyclical thing yeah on the podcast and come back around to that i would i would say that it's 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 not even that it's like aggressively carbonated no, like we're not even saying it's over no 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 but you can you can taste a, a slight in the back yeah. of your mouth that's a slight carbonation and it's slowly you can see the the next one the 2021 had like a little bit less yeah and the 2020 it was like non-existent and i'd be interested to see even what 2019 was like yeah so i mean i'm glad we tried this young i enjoy it um but it's yeah it's been really interesting trying the others especially with the cheese this is like this is an event people <laughs> no failing she's no. like excuse you failing come no. come on okay. it's fine she wants she wants pickles it's riches riches um, <laughs> um i think like if you want to do a vertical Get three beers, get some cheese, get some snacks in. Friends. Get your friends around. Like this get your is, failing round. This is a fun time. Like, don't bring failing because she's gonna She like, fucking loves she's cheese. She's gonna hoover up the crumbs. She's she bogarts the cheese, it's not yeah. good. Yeah. And then she'll want scratches when you're trying to do something. So but this is she's getting like, it's she's, it's she's getting I mean she's getting what she, she wants. So, yeah. So but I yeah, no, I think mm. so this was fun times. This is fun times. Um I wanna go eat the rest of the cheese. Let's go eat the rest of the cheese. Cool. And if you'd like to talk to us about verticals, or maybe you've done a particularly interesting vertical that you could tell us about, you can get hold of me at my beer school, Love Beer Learning, and that is available on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest. You can also find more information at my website, which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk, or email me, lovebeerlearning at gmail.com.
If you'd like to speak to Tori, she is adventures underscore in underscore optimism on Instagram. She's also on TikTok. Go and check out her videos. Or you can email her directly, adventuresinhoptimism at gmail.com. If you'd like to talk to us both, we are a woman's brew on Instagram. Or you can email us, a woman's brew podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>